With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. What is up? Field Street Forum Radio is on the air. It is Wednesday, the Wednesday before the SEC championship game as the dogs get ready to face the Auburn Tigers for a spot in the college football playoffs. Man, I'm already getting, I saw folks posting on the board, I'm already starting to get, you know, goosebumps, got butterflies in the stomach. I'm I'm just nervous about the game. I'm ready for it to be here. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm ready for this game to get started and, and get this whole thing going and get this thing done. I'm ready, man. What about you, Jason? Wait a minute. So, what you're telling me is in year two <laughs> as head coach at the University of Georgia, Kirby Smart has us at 11-1 in the SEC championship with a winner going to the playoffs. Is that what yep. you're telling me? You are correct, sir. That cannot be true. <laughs> He's never been a head coach before. <laughs> and it was Saban's defense. Well, you know. I mean, that can't be true. Good things happen to those who work hard at it, my man. I'm just saying. Oh, we, we have breaking news. Breaking news here on Field Street Forum. I am withdrawing my name for consideration for the University of Tennessee head football coach. Sorry. Hey, you, you're late. I already turned him down. I hate to disappoint. <laughs> what? You, you're late. I already turned him down. You already did? All right. Well, at least I was – at least it's just nice to be asked, you know. I mean, everybody else is getting asked. I was, I was, it's nice to be nominated, you know. But no, I was telling a buddy of mine today, I was like, man, we need to just <laughs> – I'm ready to just throw my application up there and get started. We'll, we'll just have it worked out into the contract to where we don't have to actually wear Tennessee gear on the sidelines. We can still wear Georgia gear. Um, you know, we could just forfeit the Georgia game whenever Tennessee plays Georgia. So, you know, 11-1, and one, they'd probably be happy with that at this point. I mean hey, – I'm, I'm, I'm hey, sure there's a – I'm sure there's a Pee Wee League coach around here somewhere that'll be willing to wear that shitty orange. <laughs> Dude, I th- I know this is a Georgia podcast and, and blog and message board and everything, but that's the craziest thing. This this round of the coaching carousel has just been uh, probably because we're not involved in it, <laughs> but it's been one of the most entertaining, crazy things that I've seen in, in all of college sports, certainly. I mean, hey, I, can, I, can, I can say this. 
I stay on the Garrity's ass more than probably anybody in the world. And and I know, you know, I mean, you can say with certainty that it wasn't 100% his decision to hire Kirby. But, I mean, give all of those guys, talk to our admin and our top boosters and all of them for be getting on the same page, being on the same page, and not embarrassing the hell out of us. Right. Because, I mean... Just the stories that keep coming out, man. I mean, first off, everybody wants Gruden, which is a virtual impossibility. Then it's then it's Kelly. He, I don't know if he got offered or at least they wanted to have. I think they're all pick like eight now. I mean, Maybe not. it really is. It's crazy. Scott Frost, uh, of course, Shiano. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Cutcliffe, turn him down. Shiano accepted it. They almost signed an agreement. Maybe they did sign an agreement. Who knows? That's not still kind of up in the air right now. Then the the fans revolt. The the admin pretty much sees that and and doesn't back up Curry on his decision. Let's see who else was after that. Uh, Gundy came out, and they had extensive talks with him. He turned them down. Then they came out today. I, I think I'm missing a couple of people, but Jeff Brom at Purdue and Curry both came to an agreement. Brom agreed to the terms of the deal. Curry went to get it approved by the school president, and he wouldn't approve the buyout. So Curry I had actually to don't think that's true. Huh? I actually don't think that's true. Why Why is that? Tons of reports came out afterwards saying that they weren't even close to a deal. Braun was on the recruiting trail the whole time. Yeah, but all that stuff goes through his agent usually. It would just take a matter of the phone. No, I read, I mean, and I mean, any of it could be true, but I read tons of reports that said that they never even met, that they just talked over the phone. Hmm. So you know how I was in the place of you can meet the guy. But they obviously wanted him. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. In in some in some capacity. I mean I I don't know where they go right now. I mean why they're, haven't they they're gonna get they're gonna get N C State coach that N C State doesn't even want. That yeah, that took the best N C State, most talented N C State team and they went what, seven and five, six and six this year? Um, I can't remember. I mean, have they? I mean, at this with some of the best players they've ever had. Yeah, how have they not called Petrino? How have they not? Why have they called Sumlin? Because the Arizona State job was thought to be his, and now that's been filled by Herm Edwards. Sumlin's available, and I know you know there's kind of a stigma for the coach to be fired. The the, the school that gets him doesn't really want to be the school that picks up the coach that was fired. But in this case, man, that's that's. A, a damn good coach to get in someone or hell. They oh, hold, on, go after hold, on, hold on, hold on. This is this is the way I was talking from UGA and the SEC. Freaking, freaking Arizona State hired a guy that hadn't coached in nine years. Yeah, he's sixty freaking something years old, and he hasn't coached in nine years, and he hadn't coached college in decades. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, but. Hey, he's an energetic 67-year-old or whatever. Man, you, you, you talk about somebody hiring their buddy 
My God. Yeah. He wanted to retire to Arizona, man. <laughs> Picked him up a little job on the side. <laughs> man. I, think I, I don't like, know. I think he was just supposed to be like a, uh, just like somebody to help out the AD in the search, you know? Like an advisor. I think he was originally supposed to be an advisor. He's yeah. like, oh, wait, let me just hire you. He just talked his way into the job. But, I mean, God almighty, Tennessee is just, it's a complete shambles right now. Now they're to the point that I don't know what coach with any sort of sort of credibility is going to take the job. Gundy turned down, what, $7 million a year? I mean. One, one, one whose uh, current team won't renew his contract. Yeah. I mean, hell, Les Miles is out there. He's older, but, hell, at this point, they've got, They've got to pick somebody with some respectability. I mean, if 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 you can, if they end up with less miles, they should consider themselves extremely fortunate. And I don't even think they're going to offer him or talk to him. To be honest, I think there's some uh, shenanigans going on up in Tennessee's uh, administration. Yeah, I, I I'll be completely. I don't know why the AD didn't just. Say I'm out. I mean, because he's not getting any support whatsoever from the administration. Oh, he's getting support from one person. From everything I read, their top booster Haslam is the, the problem. The Cleveland Browns guy or the Flying J owner, him or his dad or father. Well, anyway, they're from everything I read, they're the problem. And I've read anything from. Keeping Chiano away from the other boosters and not even letting them know that they were striking a deal with all kind of just crazy because stuff, that, man. Crazy, crazy stuff. That announcement stuff. Kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, crazy, crazy stuff. And I've heard, too, now, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but that there's kind of a power struggle in the for the AD job with they're trying to – that there's a – faction trying to get Fulmer moved into the AD's role or, or it's somewhere in the athletic department even even more of a role than I'll just tell you this right now. If, 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 thank God I'm not, but if I were a Tennessee fan, I would take Fatfield as the AD in a heartbeat right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at least he knows you know, what it takes to win in the SEC. I mean, he knows the pulse of the of the fan base. I mean, I, it's just again, I just don't know what self-respecting coach would take that job right now because you're obviously going to be about the eighth, ninth choice. You know, I mean, I I just I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to have to turn to a really young guy, or they're going to have to turn to a, an old vet, like kind of like Arizona State did. <laughs> I mean. Or should they just let Fulmer take over for a year with Brady Hoke on the sidelines? I don't know, man. I don't know what they do. I don't know where they go to improve their situation or their program at this point. And I think they're a minimum of about four years, a full recruiting cycle away from even competing in the SEC right now. I thought it was about two or three years when Butch Jones left initially, but after all of this, because not only is the coaches seeing this, the fans all seeing this. Every recruit in the country is seeing this on play itself out on social media. Well, 
they'll probably think, well, hell, if a coach doesn't want to go there, why would I want to go there? If if I'm Cade Mays, there's no way in hell I go back home. No. No way, man. None of the none of the big time kids in Tennessee should even give Tennessee a, a sniff. And I'll and I'll Ryan, tell you another Ryan that is a total cluster, you know what. It absolutely is. And uh and it's not just Georgia fans, it's Tennessee fans and I'll give you another guy I saw was uh the fellow uh we had him on the show a couple of years ago with the the whole Cam Newton thing, and he's got the seven on seven. What's his name? Uh, Devin, Devin, He was blasting. Oh Lord! He was blasting Tennessee big time, telling any recruit he was saying worth their salt shouldn't even consider Tennessee right now. I got <laughs> Socrates was pissed when we had him on. <laughs> Byron, <laughs> Byron Devinner, that's right. Uh, we had him on, and he, he decided not to – we brought him on to try to talk about recruiting and, and what, Cam Newton and all this kind of stuff. And then I'll be honest. I, I agreed to bring him on because I just want to talk to a bag man. Right, right. I mean, I ain't going to lie. He came on, and he decided he didn't want to really talk about much to do with specifics anyway. Because he throwing the stuff under the bus. I wanted to hear about recruiting from a real bag man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Fox started playing hardball with him there, son. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, screw Tennessee, man. Yeah, I don't know where they go, but all I know is it's going to be well below where Georgia is for the next several oh. years. It's going to be one of those, uh, if we lose to them, it's just because they caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah. But I tell you what, again, come this Saturday, if Georgia, again, if Georgia can can take this game Saturday, I've said this phrase before, but it'll be Kirby bar the door when it comes to recruiting and, and football in the state of Georgia. I'm telling you. That, I mean, that that was the whole drawback that, that recruits had. That was the biggest negative recruiting pitch that other schools had against Georgia. They couldn't win big games. They couldn't win big, period. And if he gets this team in the college football playoff in year two, like you said earlier, there is no more excuses for any recruit to have any doubts about playing at the University of Georgia. Man, I tell you what, as, as good as the staff that we have, and as good as they can recruit, freaking Dale McGee is a recruiting monster. Coley's a recruiting monster. Schumann can recruit. I think Sharer is very underrated in recruiting. I mean, we got some dudes, man, and as good as they are. They can recruit as good as winning. Right. Exactly. You you get that SEC championship ring on on your finger, a national championship ring on your finger, and and let those kids try it on. And no way. Hey, those, those things collect dust. Ah, yeah. We don't need those. <laughs> ah, I swear. 
I thought we were going to can't keep comparing. We can't keep bringing up the old staff. <laughs> yes, well, I, I can. <laughs> All those players uh, are still here. I sure can. <laughs> but again, it, that's my. I'm going to start that new hashtag, Kirby Bar the Door, because that's that's basically what it's going to be, man. You know, and again. I've heard from a one source and, and a couple other places too that that that's been garnered after the the game a couple of weeks ago. That was Garner's pitch to all those recruits over there. Is that yeah, Georgia? See, Georgia's a fraud. We told you they're a fraud. It, you know they're not for real. All this kind of stuff. You take that away. You go out there and you whip Auburn's ass Saturday. His pitch is out the door. And let me let me let me tell you what Garner can do. Never mind. <laughs> he's a fool. He's a PG. He's a PG thirteen. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just. It's just such an exciting time for for Georgia fans. Having sat through, I mean, my first Georgia memories. Started in around, honest to God, probably around 1980. I was six years old. Won the national championship. Herschel Walker was busting on the scene as a true freshman, just dominating the game. Should have won the Heisman. It should have been the first. Well, I'll say this: since I've heard of, should have been the first Heisman uh, freshman Heisman winner. He was the best player in the country his freshman year. I don't know why anybody. I guess you just didn't do it back then. I don't know. Or is giving it to a, a, a underclassman or a, or a freshman. Um, you know, I this is. I mean, you, we've we've gone through all these times, and you know, we've had some great teams, some great conference champions. Um, never have been able to get been able to get over the hump, and you know, again, it may not be this year. This the program, and I know Kirby apparently didn't like it, but. I think the team is a little bit ahead of schedule, you know. Like they kind of bristled oh, at that the other day. We're definitely know, reporters brought it up. He said, "We're not on a schedule. We're just going to go out and executing." And you know, he didn't really even think it was a big deal. Oh, he he has to say that. He knows we're ahead of schedule. Well, we're I know, I know, but just just what he said anyway. Um, well, how about uh, how about the throttling of Georgia Tech? Yeah, I, I loved it, and I love seeing the approach on defense. The scheme—I'd never seen that before. Have you? Uh, with the playing Roquan and Andres, we call that the I formation defense. <laughs> I mean, really, it 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 looked like a tailback and a fullback, you know. Would that be an option to see any against in uh, this Saturday? Is that any any reason to to line up like that? Man, I don't know, but it sure is that gonna it, work. It sure does free up Roquan for sure. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It gets an extra layer of of you know blocking away from him, so he it frees him up to roam from side to side. You know, that, that's the only thing I. Think you know may see it a little bit anyway, if not if not a little bit more often, often Saturday I should say. Um, I really like seeing that though, man. That was 
something, you know, something new. It's just, it shows that the coaches have in just resting on their laurels and just waiting back to see what happens and just running the same defense. Just execute it better, you know. That's, I'll tell that's you what, what they're doing. Last year, after uh, after losing that game, I think Kirby Smart immediately made his mind up that he wasn't losing one again. Yeah. Because I mean, when you hear that they've practiced the option every Monday for the whole right. year, come on, all man. year long, all year long, and you know, apparently that was when the seniors kind of decided to go ahead and. You know, decide to go ahead and make make to come back for their senior year uh, after their junior after losing that game. I mean, that's how you know, a lot of people don't like that game. It's it is kind of a you know whatever. It's the in-state rival. You play them, but Georgia's dominated it for so long that a lot of people don't look at it as a major rival. The only time you ever see it as a rival is when they when Tech wins because they don't shut up about it. Um, you know, so the the players didn't want to go out like that. Kirby didn't want to have that start, you know, start having that seep in. Is that even being a rivalry kind of thing, you know? So, he, I, by God, they I'll worked on it this, all year if, long. If, if that's what helped Clint bring those dudes back, then thank you, nerds. <laughs> yeah, right. No doubt. I mean, just what a what a year to see these kids come together, man. I mean – just been it's just been things have just worked out so well except for that one week three weeks ago that's really the only obviously the only blemish um and they have a chance to to really correct that mistake i mean you know a lot of people are saying that you know it's obviously it's hard to beat a good team twice uh, there's a lot of factors that play into georgia playing well but or, or a different outcome, but it's just a matter of this team really needs to to just come out and play their game and, and just. I'll tell you this, man. I think I think momentum in a football game is very, very, very much underrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously not the only factor, but I think it's very underrated. And, and when they got the momentum and they punched us in the mouth and and we didn't punch back and everything just started going wrong. I mean. You got to give them credit. I mean, it's not like it's not like we just screwed up. I mean, they came out and they played a great game and punched us in the mouth, and you know we went glass jaw on them. But but then I think we kind of punched ourselves in the mouth too with all the penalties and everything. Yeah, I mean, I mean that what gets you forty to seventeen is Auburn playing their best game and us playing our worst game of the year, which is very much the truth. They're not a forty to seventeen better team than us. There's a lot. No. And then I would say the same thing if we had beaten them 40 to 17 or whatever. I would say, okay, they had a bad night and we had a good night, and we're not 40 to 17 better than them. So let's let's, let's see what they can do at the dome and no home field advantage and no piping the music into the stands. Right. And let's let's see what let's see what they got again. Yeah, that's a big difference, I, I'm, man. I'm telling you this though, if if. If our offensive line and defensive line doesn't step it up, it's not going to matter if the rest of our guys play their best game of the season. Right. We need our big dudes to take care of business. Right. And on defense, you know, offensive line, I think, is the biggest thing because that that was the biggest difference. Even though they were kind of gashing us a little bit early with bigger runs, 
it was still a you know one possession game, ten point game somewhere around in that in that neighborhood, even up to man. The our you know our our defensive line didn't step it up. We were not setting the edge. I mean, I'm, I'll give you I'm telling you, man. If if and I know he's been hurt, and I think that's part of the reason he's not been playing great. But if Trent Thompson if Trent Thompson can have a TCU type game this Saturday, then we're in business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we I'll need at least one person, whether it's him, whether somebody has to piss Tyler Clark off again, yeah. <laughs> or whether it's Ledbetter or somebody. Well, somebody's got to step up. And yeah. we're going to need Big Ben to handle Derrick Brown. Then the back right. of Dye's cabin. Yep. Um, and the tackling's got to improve. I mean, there were several plays in that game where they stood him, you know, gets – there was, you know, a couple of guys around him, one, you know, a couple of guys get their hands on him, but he squirts out and, and gains – instead of being second and 12 or third and 12, it's he squirts out for eight yards and makes it, you know, on, on first and 10 or second and 10 and makes it third down and, and manageable or second and short, you know. I mean, it's just, just little things like that, just missing tackles. Karrion Johnson had tons of time to be able to – just so patient in the backfield, man, and, and, you know, very, I don't know, it was weird because he was almost, you know, just stopping and kind of keeping his feet moving and then finding that hole later, you know, that offensive line was just, I, like you said. I'll tell, tell you this right now, and Auburn people can whine about it and complain about it all they want to, like a bunch of little babies. I'm telling you right now, that dude plays in that game, there better not be a play, not a pass play, not a run play that he doesn't get hit in that shoulder. Yeah. And, he and stays in the block and I'm coming out to the quarterback, I'm tagging that shoulder. Yeah, and, and that's just part of the game, man. If you're going to be out there, people saw what happened last week where he just completely almost – it was almost a such a shooting pain or something through his, his shoulder that he just practically collapsed, you know. That was a fumble, too, by the way. Yeah, it was very close, if it wasn't. Um, but him, you know, again, you, you, like you said, you hit him and you you take him to the ground every time. And uh, That dude gets better hit, hit every play. And if I'm tackling him, I'm tackling him on his shoulder and I'm falling on top of him. Yeah, right. You got to have a couple of friends there with you to to land on top. I mean, oh, we're, just... we're piling on, baby. <laughs> I agree, man. I think it's got to happen. I know it's it's just a part of the game, honestly. Unfortunately, um, Dude, that's not that's not that's not even close to being dirty. That's playing that's playing football, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be nice to you, and I'm not sure you know. Not necessarily, you know, suplex over the top or anything. Like, I mean, if the opportunity presents itself, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, dude. The way he went down, and them saying, you know, of course, the word out of out of Auburn is that you know he's going to be okay, better today than yesterday. Um. But then also Gus had the little comment about, but even if he doesn't practice all week, he'll he'll still be able to 
be able to play Saturday, which I don't know. Yeah, like, of course okay. he will. Yeah, he's going to suit up. But it's just a matter of, you know, how much can he really take on that shoulder? Uh, I just the way he the way he collapsed and and fell fell after that. I I just and it wasn't even a a contact play really. He was kind of extending it for a uh, like a stiff arm kind of thing. Well, he he had gotten hurt earlier in the game, but it was his other shoulder. Right. Yeah, it, it, uh, it, it, I'm something to have from every flight. Do what? I'd be if I'm in the if I'm in, if I'm early in the first quarter and I get in the backfield and I have a chance to either sack Jared Stidham or blast Carry on Johnson's shoulder, he's going down, <laughs> baby. <laughs> He's going, he's going down. <laughs> I'll blast his shoulder into Jared Stidham or something like that, but I'm telling you, I'm blasting <laughs> Yeah, you just have to. Um, but, yeah, D-line and, and tackling, I think, are the, the two biggest keys. Because really, other than that, did I read right or hear right that uh, 13 of Stidham's 16 completions were at or behind the line of scrimmage? In that game? Oh, I can't even remember. I mean, it sounded – I heard it, and I was like, wow, that's, that's a lot. But then I started thinking. I was like, the only really deep passes was the one to Slayton – or two to Slayton. And, it's, and then maybe they, – They really have an offense that is going to challenge you with, with – challenge your technical skills. You're going to have to be on top of it. You're going to have to play your gaps. You're going to have to get off your blocks. Mm-hmm. And 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 get after it. That's I mean that's all it is. On those right. jet sweeps, man, our DBs are getting blocked out of the freaking play. Right. They can't. They every single play they have to get off those blocks. They have to. Yeah. And I mean all all that the defensive line, linebacker, they have to they have to get off those blocks, and they're mm-hmm. going to challenge you to do that. I mean they don't run some crazy offensive scheme. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Well, even the little uh, – the tough thing about it is that it's a – like it was a design, like the the play, you have the option of a run and pass on the same – you know, on the same play. So even if you make it – you know, if you come in on a blitz, like they showed the play on the little quick screen pass out to the receiver. I forget which receiver it was. Um, but that was actually a – you know, when – I think it was the corner decided to come in on a on a blitz on the edge. Stidham just instead of handing the ball off or, or you know the mesh point, he just quickly set his feet and flipped it out to the receiver out on the out on the side. And well, that's pretty much a blocker and a defender. You know, it makes it very tough to get out there. That's why you got to play kind of a almost a combination of a man and zone. Mm-hmm. And you gotta gotta disguise better. You're not. I mean, we're just not gonna be able to play them like we did Tennessee or even Florida or anything like that. The defense mm-hmm. is gonna have to be aggressive. And I know, I know one of the main differences Alabama people talk about between Kirby and Pruitt is, is Pruitt just blitz the hell out of you. Right. Pruitt, I mean, Pruitt's defense is more aggressive. It just is. Kirby's mm-hmm. Kirby's defense is more. I mean, I'm not saying they're not aggressive, but it's it's not like 
prude aggressive, and it's definitely not like Todd Grantham aggressive, who will right. lift the hell out of you every play, no matter what, and give up 30 to 20. But right. Right. I'm just saying it's not going to be one of those. If, if they're going to have to get exotic. You're going to have to trick the offense. It didn't, they're, they're too athletic, and they matched up too well with us for us just to say, okay, go out there, beat your man. Right. Kind of front four heavy. I mean, we I mean, you know, it's not like every single play, every single one of their guys beat every single one of our guys. Right. But it happened too often for us to be able to just say, okay, go out there, beat your man, and we'll win the game. Right. Same same thing with the offense. Yes, I, I know, I swear to God, I know that we want an offensive line that we can just say, take your big ass out there, block the man in front of you five yards down the field, and we'll win, and we'll get five yards every play or more every play. But, I mean, okay, yeah, we are more built for that this year than we were last year. We're recruiting that way. I understand that. But against these teams, if we win, if we win Saturday, Against Auburn Saturday and any other team we're going to face, it, it's you just you're not just going to be able to say go out there and beat your guy and let me run it up the gut. Right. We're just we're just not. We're going to have to use our guys in space. Harmon's going to have to see the ball more in space. Right. going to have to see the ball more in space. It's it isn't just going to be uh, Chubb and Tony up the gut, beat your man punch them in the mouth, bust their ass, and make them answer. It, it's just it's, it's not going to work against things like that. Yeah. And if you're running the jet sweep, it's got to be Crumpton or Hardman or even, I don't know who else. But he, I hope I don't there's think... Tony and Tony and Tubbs out there at the same time. There has right. to be some type of confusion. There has to be some type of misdirection, some type of something to to get them off. Mm-hmm. Just so they they can't do. I mean, you can't have them playing a, basically a, a four four because they brought Trey Matthews down into the box from safety and was basically playing linebacker. I mean, it was oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah, but, but they you can do that if if your four defensive linemen are beating the offensive five offensive linemen, you can do mm-hmm. anything you want to behind them. Yeah, I'm mean, saying you. It's going to be you bring safeties up for all I care. Yeah. Just get a I mean, I mean, allows, if, if their four defensive linemen are beating our five offensive linemen consistently, like happened last game, then they're going to take away all the short passes because it's going to allow their corners to play hard, tight man press coverage. And take away all those plays, and it's going to allow their linebackers to roam free wherever the hell they want to roam. It's going to allow them to pull one or two safeties up in the box to stop the run. I mean, it just it it, it all starts there. It's, I mean, and I'm not saying you know obviously they have a great defensive line. I'm not saying you have to control them the whole game, but I mean you got to win the battles. Yeah. And if you don't, then that's going to take away a lot. And I mean, you know, I mean that's lots of team game. And then the same thing, same same line of talking. 
when they do do their job and Cheney does do his job, calling the right play, then you, you know your freshman then quarterback's going to have to produce too. Yeah, then you got to execute it. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you look at you had the plays, pass. you had the deep pass to uh, was it Ridley early that was dropped, I guess. Uh, well, that one from had wide open. I can't remember what we ran now. And, and, I mean, he would have had to stay in the pocket to take the hit. And they were in the – I mean, it's easy for me to sit here and say analyze because they were in the backfield in a split second. Oh, so the uh, the flea flicker. Yes. I mean, they were, they were in the backfield pretty quick. Yeah. But, I mean, he it's easy for me to say because I had never been, I had never been a quarterback and I just, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in his shoes, so – I mean, it right. could be overanalyzing, but, I mean, he could have stayed in the pocket took that hit, and, I mean, he could have thrown it short or long and and probably still got a touchdown on that one. Yeah, I mean, that's that's two plays right there, and then you, you complete those two, you're not, you, you really can't keep your safeties up close to the line. You know, it, it oh, yeah, makes, exactly. them, makes them spread I mean, out a little bit. Pretty much. Anything that could have went wrong went wrong. I mean, fumbled part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopping over the dudes trying to block the kick. I mean, that. Come on, that never happens. I mean, geez, any anything you can think of happening happened. So I mean, right. The rematch that's Saturday. What I'm I mean, the rematch Saturday. Auburn's a higher-ranked team. They're favored. They're still talking about if they lose the game. Arkansas is going to go after Gus no matter what. They're going right. to go after him. And, and there's still talk that if they lose this game, then, he, then he'll still think about going. I mean, there's that talk. There's talk of Kevin Steele taking a head coaching job. There's talk of Chip Lindsey, their offensive coordinator, going to South Alabama. You know, there's talk, all this talk of Auburn beating Alabama, Auburn beating Georgia beating two number one teams. They're the hot team and the best team in the nation right now. Right. So, I mean, I mean neither one that? of us really – I mean, both of them can say we got nothing to lose. But, I mean, yeah. if you if you kind of look at it on Georgia's side, it's, it's kind of like, okay, you know, we, we can come out loose and don't have to come in tight. I think Georgia's definitely playing with, with house money more than, than Auburn is this time yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, couple uh, all that was them not having the home field advantage, not mm-hmm. being able to pipe that music in, Georgia having yeah. extra weeks to get tickets. I, I mean, uh, it's, I, I just yeah. think it'll be a totally different ball game. I'm not saying uh, I think we crush them, and I'm not even saying I think we win, but I just think it'll be a totally different ball game. Yeah, I uh, another thing that I was thinking of that I haven't really heard many people talk about was is the fact that with it being Auburn, with Auburn beating Alabama, they don't really have an advantage that Alabama would have had. Not that it's a huge thing, but Alabama had already played in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you know. Whereas Auburn and Georgia, it puts Georgia and Auburn on even even terms in that in that in, in that scenario. Anyway, is all I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it could be, a, but you know, without Alabama could just roll in and say, hey, we've seen this before, whereas everybody else would be like, oh, wow, this is pretty badass. You know, well, they're, not, they're, they're, they're kids. And you know? Especially I mean, the young guys. They're, 
Right. Our young guys will be as shell shocked as our young guys coming in through right. it. Right. Right. New stadium, you know, all everything's brand new, state of the art. I mean, and they they're both on equal equal footing in that in that regard. So um, I, I'll tell you this too. You you got a head coach that's playing some hardball chess. Mm-hmm. He's straight up playing some hardball chess. All this stuff with Gary Danielson, I mm-hmm. guarantee you, Curry Smart don't care that come out. <laughs> yeah, there was a report. I don't know if everybody heard or not, but uh, of course, I think most people heard it in the game if they were watching the the Iron Bowl Saturday that uh, Danielson said that Kirby had sent six plays to the SEC offices from the from the Auburn game, and uh, I didn't really think anything of it because I mean, I, to me, that's I, I would have thought if he, if he, he had missed like anything. either all or most of them were from their defensive back holding. Right. And so, and he said Kirby Smart, you know, he talked to Kirby Smart, and it wasn't an official interview, but, you know, wasn't necessarily said that it was off the record either. You know, wasn't like Kirby said, don't say this, or, you know, off the record, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I... I all that gets us is more publicity, dude. Right. Kirby Smart, I promise you don't give a damn that that's coming out. Because now, instead of it just being, okay, Kirby Smart sent the plays to the SEC and they're going to review them, blah, 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 and, okay, they might watch out for it in the championship game. Now you got everybody talking about it. The media is going to push it. They're going to talk about it. You know, I mean, and... and and if the national media is smart and the Georgia media is smart, when they get to these SEC interviews and they talk to Gus, I'd even ask him about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, now the media has to worry about it. Then Auburn's coaches are going to be worried, thinking about it. Auburn's players are going to be thinking about it. The officials are going to be thinking about it. The officials are going to be thinking about it. <laughs> that, that is absolutely nothing but good for UGA. Right. Because how I mean I don't know how in the world some of those weren't called to begin with. I mean Wims gets knocked on his ass ten yards down the field on on a third down no less, knocked out of bounds and and no call. I mean it's just I, I don't know. It, it was just everything. Like you said, it was everything. It was offense, defense, special teams, and officiating. I don't know what else to say. You know, once it got all got rolling, there was just really I don't know, not a whole lot you could do. Um, I wouldn't, and I, I wouldn't be surprised one bit if Nicole Hartman returns one. Yeah, he's been so close on special on some of these kickoffs. Some of these kickoffs, and you know, and he just—it seems like he's just about that since about what, probably fifth or sixth game of the year. He just seems to be running so much harder. On on these returns, man. God, it seems like seventy five percent of them it's a shoestring tackle almost. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> it's close, man, and and you know if it, if it can happen, man, I don't know. It's it's, it's going to be a crazy feeling for, if Georgia can come in and, and win this game Saturday. <laughs> I don't know. Well, here's, here's what you have to think about, all right? 
you're going to have more than like, okay, the SEC winner is definitely in. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, Auburn's, already, Auburn's already number two. They win. They're definitely in. We're number, what, six? Right. We beat the number two team. We're definitely in. Right. You know, they just slip Auburn out and put us in. You know, they lose. They're not making only three losses. No. ACC winners probably in. Clemson's definitely in if they win. Miami's what, number seven? Right. So they're more than likely in. If they beat number one, I think they would probably, and only one loss, even though they've had yeah. so many close games. One, I mean, a one-loss conference champion, I mean, you can't keep that out. They're not going to put Alabama in above them. No, I don't think so. So, I mean, then you got Wisconsin's undefeated. Ohio State has two losses. Ohio State couldn't make it if other things happen, I would think. I'll, I'll tell you, the, the, one, the one game that Alabama fans need to cheer for is TCU to beat Oklahoma. Yes. That happens, and Alabama's in. Exactly. <clears throat> so, I mean, so I can see that. So, basically, we control our own destiny. We win, yeah. you're in. And at that point, I don't care who we play. Right, exactly. But I, 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 I'd almost be willing to guarantee you this. If we don't win and Miami doesn't win, I'd be willing to almost guarantee you we're playing them in Orange Bowl. <laughs> Could be. I've seen that and I've seen, uh, which sucks, but Central Florida, playing Central Florida in like the Peach Bowl or something. No, nah, they're gonna give that to uh, somebody else. I hope so, because that's 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 a crappy reward to have the well, season you've okay, had. I'll say this: if if we were to lose in a close game, I would say Miami Orange Bowl. If they whip our tails again, then I could see us being put against Central Florida. Yeah. And if we let them whip our tails like that again, and right. we let them whip our tails like that again, we deserve to play Central Florida anyway. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But again, it's another no-win situation, you know, for Georgia if that is the case. But I, I, again, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I really don't, you know. So uh, hopefully, you're right. That that'd be I'm much more willing to play one way or another. We're not, I don't even if Carryon Johnson's hurt and doesn't play or gets put out early, I don't think I still don't think we'll blow them out. Right. Well, they have so many so many ways to to move the ball. I mean, it's. You know, Johnson's a great running back, don't get me wrong, and he's the the heart and soul of their offense, but they've got enough athletes outside that I think they can just spread it out and, and, you know. Yeah, I mean, they they, have to change their game plan a good bit. Well, number one, Cam Martin got hurt, too. That's their, you know, Petway's already already out. He's definitely not playing. All right, so now your third string guy is Cam Martin, who also got hurt. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he'll be able to come in and probably get them some yards, but he's not going to be your 30, 35 carries, carrying the team on his back and all that. Right. No. Yeah, it was the very first play after Johnson went out that uh, Cam Martin got his ankle rolled up on. It's like, you know, do do one more. (laughs) Put another runner back in there and get him hurt, too. Well, I mean, think, think about it from think about it from Georgia's side. All right, Petway's already hurt. Carry on Johnson's getting thirty carries a game, basically. 
So if he's out, think about it from Georgia's side, okay, if Chubb and Sony both were both out, you know, if he would go in with Holyfield, okay, yes, I love them to death. But number one, I don't think Swift's big enough right now to take the brunt of the carries like uh, Nick Chubb would be able to. Right. And, 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 you know, kind of the same with Holyfield. I mean, he's a bowling ball, but, you know, I mean, you, you just don't know. I mean, I don't think he'd be able to put up carry on Joplin like numbers. Right. In a, in no. a game like that. You know, if it was the other way around. Right. Or, you know, I don't think he'd be able to put up Chubb and Tony type numbers that they put together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, you know, we've had to change the game plan around a little bit. So, same thing with them. Right. Oh, man. Just ready for Saturday to get here, bro. I mean, 4 o'clock. Let's see, the the Big 12 game, I think, is it? Is that kicks everything off right at, at noon or 1230? I was glad I even looked at it. All I know is we play at 4. Right. Yeah, I think it's uh, Oklahoma TCU at 1230, which I'm assuming it'll be Central Time, 1130 Central Time, so if they kick off that early. That's going to be an early start. That that could give TCU a little bit of an advantage, maybe. I don't know. Do you think TCU has any chance in that game? I mean, Oklahoma's yeah, I mean, it's rolling a, right now. but It's a championship game, man. Anything can happen. Yeah. Um, of course, Georgia, Auburn at four. Uh, Big Ten game is at seven or eight, and then the big the ACC game is at eight. So um, it's going to be a fun day, dude. I mean, you wanted you want <laughs> you want an expanded round of playoffs. This is this is your expanded round of playoffs right here, honestly. Because basically, it all boils down to these whoever wins these four games should be in, most likely, unless it's a TCU or. Ohio State, man, I don't know. I, I, I just don't like them getting in with two wins, two losses, I should say. I mean, if they if, if they come in and beat the crap out of Wisconsin and a couple of other things happen, I could maybe see them being in. But I'm not putting them over any kind of conference champion. Yeah, I mean, I, if, they, if they, they would have to beat the crap out of Wisconsin for me to – really think about putting them in ahead of Alabama, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think Alabama I mean, you'll lose gets in over Ohio State. You'll really you don't, you don't lose 55-20 to 20-something or whatever the score was and expect to make the playoffs to, to yeah, an yeah. unranked team. 40 to, to, a, to Iowa. I mean, I can understand if it was like a late field goal. Maybe, maybe I could understand that. You know, a close game. You know, you you well, know, I mean, that, that was weather. already after losing to Oklahoma at home. Right. That's the thing. It's the same argument I had. I thought Ohio State was the right pick last year over a two-loss Penn State team. You know, they just looked – they passed the eye test. Now, it didn't end up looking good at the end, but I think Penn State would have got beat down by, by Clemson too, to be completely honest. I, I just think at the time, considering the resumes of those two teams, I thought Ohio State was the right call. And by God, this year, you can't put Ohio State in as a two-loss conference champion over a higher-rated or higher-perceived one-loss team. 
that didn't win the conference. I just don't. I, just I tell you this, right no, no matter who makes it, it it's, it's going to be a bot time for our uh, offensive line to man up or shut up. Yeah. Because, I mean, all right, you got Auburn, make it pass Auburn. Clemson's possibly in the Final Four. And, right. and their defensive line is every bit as strong as Auburn's. Right. Maybe stronger. I mean, Miami, okay, they beat Clemson, they make it. They have right. a strong defensive line. I mean, I think they use more quickness than Clemson and Auburn does, but, I mean, they still got a stout defense and a stout defensive line. All right, okay, maybe you throw Alabama in there. You, right. You know, I mean, it's Alabama's defense. I mean, you, I mean, you keep looking at it, you look at Wisconsin. I mean, they got they got some big boys. Yeah, or even if I you mean, put a, a two-loss a two Ohio State in, that's probably three or they, four – NFL players on that off on that. Yeah, you, got a, you got a strong defensive line. Yeah. I mean, really, and, and probably because I don't know as much about them, and because they're just known for their offense. I mean, probably the weakest defensive line of the whole bunch is Oklahoma. Right. Well, just defense. Period. I think. I mean, they 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 had so many games. They had a couple of games like kind of like with Miami. You know, that were just close games, like a Baylor. The Baylor game was ten points or less. Um, of course, Iowa State went into their house and, and and beat them. Now, granted, that looked a lot better as the year went on, but they're still a seven and five team. Oh yeah. You know, well, I mean, uh, then you got then you got the teams forty two on them and fifty two on them. Yeah. I mean, just teams. I don't know, dude. I I don't know if that's I don't know, and and but you're gonna have to put up with their offense, and I think their offense can put up points on just about anybody, too. So, I mean, I mean, you almost have to play these defenses a little different. If it's someone like Oklahoma that I'm trying to control the clock and I'm pounding those suckers. Right. That's what I won't be mad one bit about. Cheney pounding it up the gut, pounding it up the gut. Yeah. And I would, I would honestly probably try to do the same in Miami, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I, mean, that... I, don't, I don't see any you know, like Derrick Brown types on their defense is going to be able to plug things and all that. I mean, they're 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 fast and they're aggressive. Who are you talking about? But, Blitzing. But, but then against like a Clemson, you're not going to bully them. No. So, I mean, you want to see more Swift and Hartman, you know, two, two tailbacks, Chubb and Tony in at the same time and misdirection and, you know, the whole nine yards against teams like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I'd much rather have our matchup with Miami in the in the college football playoffs. <laughs> How Man, fun would that be? I'm telling you, you put me in the playoffs, I don't care who we play. Exactly. My my. What I would like to see would be Miami get in. Of course, Georgia get in. Uh, Wisconsin get in, and then whoever, like I said. Alabama or uh, who'd be the other team? Oklahoma, either one. Put us at the two or three with Miami. Let Alabama and, and Clemson face off in the first round, in one and four, and let's see what happens. I, I tell you what, I really, and I'm not just saying this because I hate Auburn. I, I really see us winning this ball game. Yeah, and, and I I really think it's going to be 
Clemson, Oklahoma, us, and somebody. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, another thing that I haven't—I heard a little bit today on 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 the Sirius XM show. Uh, Chiswick was on with Mark Packer, and they brought up, you know, just the the not just a physical battle that they just had, you know, two out of the last three weeks, and but then also just the emotional draining, you know, of playing that game against Alabama. It's it's made into such a huge game, obviously. Oh yeah, but well, so much riding I mean, on the line. Now they got to get up again the next week again. You know, I mean, it's like you think about damn. It that way. You know, they had that big grudge match with Alabama, and and then you know, I mean, we had Tech where we had our second string in in the fourth quarter, right? And, and really didn't have any injuries coming off of them chop blocking. And I was pissed because I thought Trent Thompson got hurt bad, but then he actually came back and played better, I think, in the second half, or after he came back in, to be honest. Somebody needs to do whatever they have to do to piss off Trent Thompson and Tyler Clark. (laughs) Because they just seem to play better when they're pissed. Yeah. He trucked down, I don't know if you saw it or not, but he ran down and made the tackle on uh, Tyquan Marshall there at the end. And and after he came back from that injury, it was was crazy. Um, Let's see. Hold on. We got a couple of guys on the line here. Let's see what we have. Field Street Forum Radio, who do we have? Yo, what's up, man? It's Terrell from Augusta. Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? What's going on? I'm good, man. How y'all, man? Good. What's happening? You know what we're talking about, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good, man. Every, every better dog. Every better dog. Man, I'm ready for Saturday, man. Different story when you ain't enjoying here. And I just yeah. don't see I just don't see all those mistakes, you know, that we did the last game. And, hell, like, hell, Alabama had a ton of mistakes. So, it's like, yeah. I'm ready to play, man. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it'll be loud a little bit in the dome, but not like it was there. You know, we shouldn't have to be going off a silent count and stuff like that. With the old line, mm-hmm. so that's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an even loud. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, man. And and now I've I've seen a couple of different minds of thought here. Apparently, there's obviously a lot of Alabama fans that have tickets to the SEC championship game. Where do their allegiances lie? Do they can they root for Auburn, or do they cheer? Do they pull for Georgia? I think if they want to get in, they pull them for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's I like think, they, they, they don't need to worry about the SEC championship. They need to worry yeah. about the Big Twelve championship. Yeah, that's yeah. again. And that one too. If TCU that wins, one they are in. Yeah, you can tell they they said because of where they dropped them. I mean, they only dropped them fifth, so right. They're just gonna let it all play out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Let's see. I'm ready though, man. I'm telling you. Oh. No doubt. I think we got the notorious BLEU dog on. What's going on? Hey, fellas. How you doing? How's it going, man? It's good. How are, how's, uh, how's it join you two going, going at it? It's like sitting <laughs> at a bar and he's dropping. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to get. I saw you on there. I was going to get, get your thoughts on it. What you you feeling good coming in? You feeling on basis? <laughs> I if. 
when when I watched them go down the field the first time three weeks ago, mm-hmm. I let myself believe that we were going to win, but I was convinced we were going to lose before we went because we were number one in the country, and they were all so robotic every time you heard them say something. And mm-hmm. that was the tightest damn team I've ever seen. And I think Alabama was tight. But when you watch the game as it went on, the Auburn guys during the TV timeout are literally dancing, you know, when they're mm-hmm. playing turned down for what or whatever is blaring through there. The Auburn guys are dancing, and our guys are there like a bunch of statues. I don't think they were down. I just think they were incredibly tight. And I don't think they'll be tight this week. I think they'll just go out, they'll just go out and play. And that's part of growing up as a team is when you're number one, you got to learn how to be number one. Mm-hmm. And they weren't ready for it. And I honestly think we'll win the game. I have – I'm – no expert, as you guys know. Um, I just think they're going to go punch them in the face, and it'll be it'll be a good day. And I think our line will play fine. I uh, it's kind of like I'm saying. Let me go ahead and tell you, Drake. Blue agrees with everything I say. <laughs> he was. Well, like I said, I think Georgia's playing with house money this time around. You know, all the pressure was on them earlier. Now I think all the pressure is kind of shifted to Auburn. Well, and our fan expectations all across the web, which you know they read, is more reasonable. We haven't made fun of them. We haven't made them feel bad. We just said, okay, you know, we're not there yet. But it's coming, and I will put Fromm up against anybody at his age in the country as a freshman to be able to actually learn from tape. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I think I don't. there was a lot of criticism on the OC uh, for that game. I don't think he called a bad game. I think we played a bad game. There were open guys. There were blown, but we we screwed up blocking assignments. We got trucked. We had all kind of problems. We put ourselves behind the sticks with stupid penalties. I mean, you know, Auburn's got a broken head. I don't think they can. So you're seven nine after flubbing up the first half before it all goes to pieces, and then it just got away, and 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 the pressure got them, and. Yeah. Auburn relaxed and just all of you guys have played the sport. You, you've been there. I don't care if you play peewee ball or in the NFL. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're 18, 19, 20 years old. They're just like, oh, yeah, that's true. Just slip it away from us. Yeah. The same reason why guys make free throws and guys don't make free throws. Hey, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of us I wouldn't know because we're always on the bench, though. <laughs> well, the bench guys were tight too. If you just watch yeah. it, it was just like, look, if they could just get a break, maybe they'll relax. This team has played like they're having fun all year. The pressure built, the pressure built. They got tighter, tighter, and tighter. The pressure got more, and and, and that's good. You got to go through that. Nobody just says, "Hey, okay, you're number one, and you know how to do that." Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole lot different being the big dog on the block. It is. And, you know, Auburn's been there before. I mean, Kirby obviously knows how to do it. But nobody on our team has ever been in a position to be there. You know, when they ask you, how many of you beat Florida and nobody raised their hand? All right. How many of them have ever been a top five team in the nation? None of them. So, 
Yep. You get there, you're on national television, and you crap the bed. So, yeah. so what you're saying, Blue, is Rick sucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying Rick sucks. I'm saying this. I'm telling the Lady C you said it. Uh, Let me tell you what, the, brother. The Lady C hotline is blowing up right now. When you get when you when you get eight out of twelve or however many, whatever their damn ratio is, SEC coaches fired, moved, whatever. In a year, if you look at how many teams have changed their coaches the last two years, I know you haven't talked about coaching changes yet, and that's probably the last thing you'll go over. I mean, I think, it's, I think it's now nine or ten in the past two years. Yeah, I mean, what the what the hell, man? Rick, 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 that's a different call-in show. Yeah, I think it's four. I think they said four or five coaches since 2015 still are in the same job, and every single one of them really, on, at least on paper, has been backfilled with somebody with a worse resume. Yeah. You're looking at Saban from the West, right? Mm-hmm. I look, hold on. Gus. Stoops. Right? Stoops. Uh, Mississippi State's gone. Mississippi's gone. Arkansas's gone. Who else? USC was, what, last year? Yeah, they yeah. were last year. You got Vandy because they just don't care. Yeah. I mean, you got Alabama, Auburn, Vandy. I think everybody else in the East is new now or going to be new. Now Stoops has, has been there for, what, four years? Yeah, Stoops. There you go, Stoops. Old man. It's all their basketball school. Right. <laughs> two from the East, two from the West because they've just been winning. Pretty much. I mean, Gus mm-hmm. has been a hot seat all year until right. recently. So, I mean, you got Alabama and the two teams that don't care, and Gus, who stays on the hot seat. Right. And Gus may end up moving. So, he very yeah, well I say, I think he's going to look at that Arkansas job. I wouldn't blame him. I'd get the hell out it's, of that yeah. hellhole, too. I mean, he's, he's on the hot seat every other game. Yeah. He needs to be. Because I guarantee you, go back to uh, was it early last year when LSU lost to, at Auburn. I almost guarantee you, the loser of that game, their coach was getting fired, and it it all came down to to the refs calling or, or the play wasn't snapped before the the clock expired, and they threw the t- Auburn through or uh, LSU threw the touchdown pass, but it was after the clock had expired, and if that if that wouldn't have happened, I think Gus Malzahn would have been fired that following Monday, if you want to know the truth of it. But before Because both of those programs were, were right on the verge of making a move, and Gus won that game and, and, you know, went on to a good year last year and rendered on to a great year this year. Before but even this year, he was kind of on the hot seat after the LSU loss. Before we get too far down in, into the Tennessee giggling and all the other stuff that I'm really looking forward to hearing, um, one last thing about our, our our offense or how we played, you know, is it, isn't it correct that Auburn has basically all their starting offensive linemen are seniors? Yeah. Okay. And we've got a true freshman at the time, a redshirt freshman, who's going to be replaced by a redshirt freshman, a junior sophomore that was a defensive tackle two years ago, a guy that didn't st- couldn't break the starting rotation at left guard, and a 
first time, really a first time true season left tackle, even though he's a senior, all playing in this game. Well, he actually got, he actually got two defensive linemen. Yeah, exactly. And you've got, um, we talked at the beginning of the year that there'd be times we'd go, what the hell, they look like last year, but it wasn't for the same reason, that they would improve continuously throughout the year. That to the casual eye, you wouldn't see the movement. I didn't see our offensive center three yards in the backfield in this game. I didn't no. see him able to open up the hole. And I don't think it was a strength or a skill. They were just, they were just as a unit, they weren't together enough to do it, but they've got a whole game's worth of tape to watch. They're athletically as good or better than the Auburn offensive line. The Auburn offensive line are just all 22-year-old guys that have played together for five or six years. We mm-hmm. That helped us, in my humble opinion. Those seniors know what they know. Our guys, they got one more game. They get to work together. I don't think they're physically intimidated. I don't think they're physically frightened. They just didn't put their hats on the right side, take the right steps all the time. And they played a very, very talented defensive line, which has mm-hmm. been talked about ad nauseum. I'll tell you what, yeah, Ben Cleveland was about to show Derek Brown what a grown-ass man looks like. Huh. I, I, he will in the run game. I just hope he can get that big, brittle butt low to the ground and pass pro. Yeah, he do, got a, he do be sitting up a little high at times. He, 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 he's going to be good. He's got three more years to play. But he is like all young offensive linemen. He stands up like a freaking erector set. <laughs> but he does not have uh, – let's just say that he he doesn't listen to any Barry White. He's got no swing in his hips. He can't get down and low and flow. He he just stands up like a damn hammer. And he'll learn that because I don't think he's unathletic. I actually think he's pretty quick. When you see him run run his drills, he's not – he doesn't lack agility. He just stands up. By God, I'm country strong, and I'm going to punch you with both fists, and you're going to move, and that doesn't always work. But he'll get it. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me ask y'all a question. Let me ask y'all a question. Like, okay, y'all remember the game when we played Auburn? You know, I, I kind of hated McCole fumbled that ball because he was killing him in the in the return game. You think they're going to start off pooch kicking to him? Yeah. I would. But they, he was killing them. Like I, I told my brother, I was like, well, he's about to break one. You can tell it. And then I, and then he had to fumble. But like they, they kick or can't kick it out of bounds. So it's like I want to. I, I might not like, on the first one, but uh, I, I test him out on the first one. But after that, I don't know if he if he broke one for about twenty, then I'd start being more careful. There yeah. are doors, and and their kicker can. Hit it far enough back. He can't. No, we're talking about kickoffs, correct? Not punts. Right. Yeah, I think they're going to try and kick it out of the end zone. And if the kicker can't get it there during the game, then they may change up and just try and go high. But yeah, Carlson. Carlson's a weapon for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just seen you know, on the few kickoffs that they had, like when we hit on a couple of field goals, he, he was just kicking it like right at the the goal line. And he was getting like crazy return yardage on it. I was like, then I saw him start pooch kicking it. I was like, okay, they might they might be respecting him. Mm-hmm. Let's let's hope they have more punts than kickoffs. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, one one kickoff would be nice. That's it. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, I know they're a good team, but 
like I look at it like LSU came back for from to a twenty down and beat them. Just like I'm just like man, like I don't understand like why. I, I know everything fell right for them to open that game up the way that they did, but like man, come on. I I just think neutral field going like 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 Blue say them them boys were tight. You know you don't got your ass whooped, so you know what to expect. You know, just put your hat on and go back there and fight another down. So, well, when they right. when they respected the pass, you know, they made all those comments. Well, we respected the pass, and we found out he couldn't throw. We went down that first drive because they respected the pass, and then they said, "Well, we're not going to win doing that. We got to sell out." And then we couldn't answer that second move in the chess match. They they tightened everybody up and started slamming people in the gaps and 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 you weren't I mean I'm no offensive coordinator but then they pinned their ears back we couldn't we couldn't push them the, our guys couldn't push them out of the way I mean I like I said I don't think they were getting blown up I just don't think they did something schematically that was different I, I or and I can't tell you what it was one of you guys that know more about it could but it was almost like weren't blocking what we had practiced to block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From some of the stuff I, I saw on, you know, other folks breaking it down was that they weren't really – they were showing blitz, Auburn was, bringing those linebackers in, you know, into the gaps and everything, and, but then they would back off, but they would run – then they would run stunts on top of that with their tackles and, and ends, and it would cause confusion on the on who – the offensive yeah. linemen were supposed and, to, and supposed they, to pick and up. And guys were deaf. I mean, you couldn't hear anything. I mean, think about right. the Bama game when, they, when the running back walked up and clapped. I mean, they had two times quarterback. Yeah, back to back. Ball. I mean, that place is brutal. And I give them credit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to give their fans credit. But damn, guys. Loud. But it, it's, the good thing is they won't have that kind of advantage in, in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. No. Um, Right. Even well, if we play, hit, if we play like we did, I mean, I know Tech a whole different ball game, but if you watch the Auburn game, we got beat on the edge a lot, and they completely took away the edge from Tech Saturday. Mm-hmm. So if we if we do what we're supposed to do and just, you know, want it bad enough, I think we're gonna be be pretty good on on that holding. It's just what that D line gonna get a push. And like Jason yeah. said, man, I, I hit, I hit Kerryon Johnson. If they want him doing a, a, a RPO, <laughs> I'm gonna hit him like he got the ball. I'm gonna test right. that shoulder. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Dive quarterback pitch, just like the '80s. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I mean, it's gonna start up front. You can't give up the quick, you know, slash, you know, between the the a gap. You know, you can't give up. The D line's got to step up. But then also, Bellamy and and Carter are gonna have to play. Very strong Saturday. I mean, you can't – you got to hold your edge, man, especially Let against – Let Bellamy's been struggling with that edge since the Florida game. I said it a few yeah. weeks ago. I was mm-hmm. like, he, he ain't been – like, beginning of the year, he, you know, he started. I said, okay, but, you know, Bellamy's developing pretty good – into a pretty good DN, you know. He was – but, like, middle of the season, he started struggling setting that edge. Now, if they can keep DeAndre Walker head on straight and he don't do nothing stupid – Right. You know, he can, you know, I, I think, because he's probably our best pass rusher. He just mm-hmm. he just do bonehead stuff at the time. But if he can be consistent and set that edge, 
you might see him cut into uh, Bellamy's uh, playing time a little bit because he looked right. good Saturday. How many times did you see that left tackle take an extra drop step and it's almost like he baited him and said, come on in here and let him run inside and like he's like, I got you and pushed him. And yeah. he just totally lost contain. Like I'm totally undisciplined. Mm-hmm. And he, he yeah. did not he, – he, he would take that inside rush. The guy just opened. He dropped that right. That left tackle dropped that right foot back and just say, "Here, here's this giant hole, big athlete, run in here." And when he did, he closed him up. And the little, yeah. little Auburn quarterback just rolled around to the left, which he loves to do. He that quarterback likes to run to his left and throw, even though he's right. Yeah, he likes mm-hmm. it. something feels good to him about that. And I said it earlier. We, this has got to be our best tackling game. That or we cannot tackle like we did at all two week, three weeks ago or whatever it was. You know, I mean, I saw so many guys. Like I said, you, you'd have you'd have a couple guys around Stidham or you'd have guys around Johnson, and then they would squirt out for seven, eight, nine yards. Oh yeah, they hit Johnson in the backfield a couple of times. They didn't bring him down. You know, that's that's big. You right. got to keep them in. You got to keep them in long yardage. You can't let them cut it in half on the first drive, and then they then that's when they really get to clicking. I just think both coordinators, offensively and defensively, you know, they know what they got to do. Like, I didn't like it when, like, at the beginning of the first half, we kind of was getting to Stidham, like, confusing him a little bit. But then you saw him start to, like, change the plays at the line when we showing blitz. And I was wondering why we didn't never check out of there, like, you know, because he was throwing over the top right. of it every time. Like, you know, I you, don't at least – you... against... My bad. Uh, Go ahead. You good. I was just saying, I'd almost rather against Auburn show blitz and then back off of it, back into his own instead. I mean, yeah. instead of just coming. Because when you come on it, that's just letting him know where to throw the ball, honestly. Yeah, it's it's the, it's the all the window dressing they do in that offense. you got you got to be found technically. Like, just <laughs> don't pick, don't get caught up in all the motion and all that mess. Because they'll bubble screen the death out of you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> one side of the field, it'll go completely to the opposite side. And you, next thing you know, you got a 300 guard coming on, coming at the secondary, you know. Well, right. hopefully they'll play a little calmer, less tight, and they won't, you know. I don't care if you played in the 60s or today. There's not a defensive player out there that I hadn't heard their coach say, yeah, hitting them's fine, but I'd rather you tackle them first. And right. These guys are going in there with just helmets and pads and like yeah. rifles. These guys are good enough athletes. They're not. That doesn't bring them down. You got to wrap them up. I don't care if the guy steps in your face mask. You know, bring him down. Quick going. Yeah. You... Quick going for the for the kill shot. Just tackle the son of a bitch and play next play. You can't. Yeah. You can't give up yards after contact, man. And that's what's that weird. You didn't you didn't see that all year. Like I was like, man, they they actually wrapping up and tackle. I mean, wrapping wrapping up when they tackle all year. And it just like it. I swear it was the Willie Martinez days, man. It was just, it was, yeah. You start seeing them trying to come in with the boomstick. I'm like, man, what? Not not this game. Not now. Like, come on. Um, we're gonna we're gonna win it. And if we don't, hell. Good year, anyway. Oh yeah, right. Well, that's what I was saying. That's that's again. I kind of said this earlier, but I just hate it's Auburn because Jason will be have 
stomach cancer by the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to put up with them over there. Honestly, I think I saw more Alabama fans when I was up there earlier this year than, than I did Auburn fans, if you want to know the truth of it. Well, they got a bigger bandwagon. Yeah. Even though they were a lot closer. Probably should have ridden over there just to see it, but I've never been over there, honestly, to uh, Auburn. But whatever. Um, you got any recruiting? I, huh? You got any recruiting in there? Oh, man, yeah. It's, it that plays as big a role. I said it earlier. If, if Georgia wins this game Saturday, that takes away – the biggest recruiting pitch for other schools against Georgia. Because that's all they ever say is Georgia can't win the big game. You got Garner out there yelling, telling recruits that Georgia was a fraud this year. And uh, Well, I guess Alabama was too. And right, right. Was too. And so, I mean, if, you, if Georgia wins this game, it's, again – that's my new my new catchphrase, man. Is Kirby bar the door? Yeah, I guess <laughs> Troy, he'll get guess, whoever he wants in the state. I guess Troy was too. I mean, you know, every 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 team out there's lost a game except Wisconsin. Right, and we're really not sure how good Wisconsin is just because they haven't really. They, have they played yeah, a ranked team this year? They only they only put them up there because they undefeated. Like I think the committee, and I think the committee is a joke. But I think that they're so afraid of, you know, like they kind of like want Ohio State to beat them because of what happened with Michigan State the year before last year in Washington when, it, you know, they didn't really have a resume, but, you know, they, they, they did what they supposed to do when they got in and they just got blasted in the playoffs. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? They, I mean, because there's a reason why they, they ain't never give them no respect, like, they they won all their game. They they just got in the what top six a couple weeks ago. So right. it's like, yeah, they they I think deep down they pulling for Ohio State because <laughs> they don't want to have to put no big. They, man, they're not that good. Like <laughs> they're not good, man. So it's like you you want I don't want Ohio State to win because I I feel like like you know you got blasted by hour like. With two losses, like eliminate even talking about putting them in there. That's just my right. opinion. Like, you can't lose like that hour. I agree so, wholeheartedly. <laughs> so it's like, but you kind of wanted to beat Wisconsin. You know, that, that's just because you know how Wisconsin really ain't a good team. Well, I hope, you know, but, my hope is if when Georgia wins, I hope Wisconsin wins, and then Georgia's two and three, and, the, and Georgia gets to play Wisconsin <laughs> in the first round. Yeah. I yeah, want to be, I want to be Auburn, and then I want to be whoever else we got to play, and I want to play Alabama in the national championship. Yeah, that would be it. And again, Alabama's really one one game away from from making the college football playoff. Well, if we and that's if, beat, if, if, if TCU beat Auburn, beats Oklahoma, if we can beat Auburn, and we can beat say Clemson. And then we can beat Bama. Now, granted, I understand what I'm saying, that that's not exactly the easiest way to do things, but if you could beat those teams, you have permanent street cred for the next two years with any recruit. Right. 
you seal this class, you got a hell of a start on the next class, which is going to be dynamic. And by then, you've got three years of Kirby Smart classes, and you're off to the races. I, I mean, I don't want to beat TCU in the national championship. That's not that's not videos that are played forever. <laughs> you know, I'll be beat, dude. Beat the beat the perceived best team out there. I would beat Georgia Southern for a national championship. No, of course I would too. But if you're writing the storybook, right, going to the national championship, Georgia Bama, each one lost, two SEC teams. The SEC is returned to power. Yada yada yada, and the student. The first, of all the students that have come out of the Saban tree, he's the first student to beat him. And he can also look across the field at, at, at Jason's second love and say, hey, I know you you got all this great defense, but you, you've never won a championship with Saban in three years. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. I got five. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. what I want to see. I mean, this is entertainment to me, guys. It's not a zero-sum game. I mean, you want to do it, and you want to do it with style. If you're going to do it, beat Texas A&M. What if you lost to Texas A&M? Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Uh... Or, or Wisconsin. You're the team that screwed the pooch against us. Nah, man. Yeah. I want to play Alabama. Whoever it is, I don't care. Just get just get there and get her get her done. Yeah, I'm just ready to get it get it rolling, man. I'm, like you can't help as a fan be excited in the direction of the program going. So, yep, yep. Uh, getting uh, I got a message. I think Kirby would be the second because didn't Dabo wasn't he under Saban for a while, or was he just at Alabama? No, he just played for Alabama. Okay. I don't I don't think he's ever played, but he ever coached for him. I think yeah, he, I can't remember. I think he coached for. Um, oh God, my Alzheimer's is killing me. Um, the cat after the the guy that won, the real deep voiced guy that won it for him one year for Bama. Stallings. Yeah, he may have coached for him. I'm not sure. Gotcha. Gene Stallings. Somebody's gonna have to hit, somebody's gonna have to hit Wikipedia. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, it's my understanding see. nobody that's ever coached for Saban has ever beat him as a head coach. Uh, I'm trying to look it up now. Yeah, I can't remember, man. Um, let's see. Another call. Let's, y'all want to talk a little bit of recruiting real quick, and then we'll wrap it up for the evening. Got a call coming in. Hold on. Field Street Forum Radio, who do we have? What's up, OG? Gensu, what's going on, buddy? How are you, brother? Good, good. How's that baby doing? Baby's doing great, but um, that's right. Dabo's actually was not under a statement. He was at Clemson from 2000, I think, like 2002 on. Oh, yeah, really? I, don't know, I don't know where he was from 2000 to 2003. Somewhere he was. Yeah, he he was he was at Alabama, but I, I I'm pretty sure it was at Alabama. But he's been at Clemson 
He's been at Clemson for a minute. Okay. Yeah, he was like a wide so, receiver coach or something, a defensive yeah. back, a wide receiver coach or something. So he was a coach at Bama, but not under years. not under Saban. That's right. That's right. Okay. I don't even think he was a coordinator. No, I think I he, was, even when he like, even when he got uh, the Clemson job, he'd never been a coordinator, right? No, I think he was like a wide receiver coach or tight end coach or something like that. Here, I, I got it pulled up right here. 2003 to 2006, he was a wide receiver coach. 2007 and 8, he was assistant head coach slash wide receiver coach, but he was <laughs> never an offensive coordinator. In 2000, well, no, in 2008, he was the offensive coordinator and interim head coach, and then they just Inter- yeah. Who they let go? Was it uh, Bowden? Oh. Tommy Bowden? I think it was Shiana. <laughs> is, it, is it too early? Is it too early? Too early for that? Never, never too early okay. for that. Okay. <laughs> oh god! It was it was That's Bowden. Crazy, Tommy Bowden. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk a little recruiting before we get out of here. Uh, I saw something on somebody asking the other day about Sheffield. Um, Again, see, you heard anything on on Sheffield or any of those? I I thought I, what I posted was that I think it is a good chance that Sheffield and Simpson still play together at the next level, wherever they go. I don't know if they'll I don't know if they'll play together. From what I understand, I think uh, Florida is big on Simpson, and mm-hmm. um, and I don't I don't think FSU quite has the allure that it once had with uh, Sheffield. Got yeah, I think I think Clemson I think Clemson and Ohio State are both hard on on Sheffield, but uh, from what I understand, I think I think Simpson really likes um like Florida. Hmm. Okay, even with a new change, I guess new coaching staff. I, I don't know. I don't I don't have anything updated there. Um, right. I mean, because you, you you commit to the school, not the coach, right? So I mean, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's what Kate means. I guess uh, that's another one. I mean, Tennessee is doing themselves no favors with this recruiting class that they had. Um, Cade Mays being the biggest one. Elante Taylor, another one that George is looking at. Uh, was it J.C. Horn just decommitted from Tennessee, the cornerback out of out of Georgia? Um I don't know if they can get anybody in now that can really salvage this class for them, especially these guys. I mean, I think Mays is kind of pretty much down to to Georgia and Clemson, basically, if you don't know the truth of it. Yeah, I think they waited way too long to find Bush Jones, man. He would have been gone after, after that Alabama game. He would have been gone. I don't know what it was. Just, just the fact of losing all them recruits. Why? Why well, I don't understand why it wasn't gone last year. Yes. Yeah, well, and what's crazy is I heard that basically even after the uh, the bulldog tail whipping, they said that if he would have been bowl eligible, they'd have kept him. That's yeah, I'd heard that too. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> just, and I guess it was just to keep the class. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. But I don't think they were getting Mays, whether they kept him or or the way it's looking right now. I don't think they get him still, even still. 
you know, I, I you know, things have kind of quieted down a little bit. You know, with Taylor, he just he decommitted not too long back, but I think there's a good chance that Georgia can can bring him in too. As, probably as an athlete, I would imagine. Um, I think Horn probably. I don't. I don't unless something goes wrong. I don't think Horn is really in play from everything I've kind of read and, and heard. I think there's other guys that they're trying to go after more than or higher on their board. I won't say any better than him. I really would like to get Mays. Yeah. Even over. Yeah, Mays. You get him in, and then you're talking. Get him in Sailor. Yeah. The other guys you already got, just take that, take that to the barn. I think, I think they end up if they get Mays. I think they end up still end up with five though. I think Hill or. uh, I don't think you get Hill if you get Mays. Hill's still in play. How many spots we got left? About six or seven. Think uh, yeah, I think it's uh, seven or eight. Yeah, I think it's seven right now because I think there's eighteen commits. But you've got guys out there that you're really thinking, you know, you know, you have spots for. Like a if a Reese decides to go ahead and, and decommit from Michigan and, and commit to Georgia, you know, at least one of these defensive backs, be it Joseph or uh, Frierson or uh, Campbell. Or Stuart Taylor, at least one of those guys has got to be one. You know, you still got Salyer out there. You know, it's not committed yet publicly. Um, well, you got Salyer, Mays. Um, you got Ford. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I, I've definitely I've heard a lot of pro Georgia stuff for Tyndall. Yeah, Tim. You know, I, crazy enough, I heard today that I heard Otis Reese is struggling in the classroom. Oh really? Yeah. Oh man! I know it broke my heart too. I mean, that's it makes me want to go take a test for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they need to he needs to get that taken care of, man. He, he could. I think we're gonna get Cox. I think. So. Yeah, and that's another one that just came up. With, I, mean, uh, I don't Cox. have any inside information. It's just. Like like all you guys watching this stuff and reading it day after day for years, it's just a bigger pattern, isn't it? Yeah, you kind it's of get crazy. for a lot. It's crazy with Cox because leading up to the commitment, he was all UGA for the longest. Then it's just like he went to Ohio State with that visit and he took his pants and it was like, oh, cop ain't they can develop me for the NFL. Right. But just just reading on what he's saying and. Like how cool he is with Notori and Justin Fields, and like it's a Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like I read a quote, it's like he gonna have, you know, it's kind of feel like it was, like back in the day with the U, like how everybody from Miami went to Miami. So you start right. getting people to talk about stuff like that, man. I, it wouldn't shock me, you know. And it wouldn't shock me. We can, we can flip them. Here how about this? With Shiano, that that whole thing. I mean, that don't help. No. Would you guys – there's been some chatter about uh, Ezard getting back in the fold possibly and kind of maybe amping up a little pressure on, on Cox, even another big-time friend of his to come in and, and play ball with. I don't know. I think they like Taylor better than Ezard. 
Yeah, well, I think you saw that uh, article that came out today. I think it was uh, 247 talking with Elijah Moore. Looking around. He may, he may want to look around and take some more visits, which is kind of interesting, you know, because he was kind of one that everybody, you know, if there was one to drop off, he may be he may be a candidate, you know, but then you that would open up a spot for Ezard. Well, I talked to a big time I talked to a big time dog supporter today, and he said there's three commits that we have on our current list that will not sign with us. Oh, really? So, like three star cats? No, there are three that are on our list right now that will not that will not be on the final list. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think the ones that there's the quiet ones, like you don't hear nothing from the kid from Virginia, you, you don't hear nothing from Moore. Right. And what's the what's the uh, man, what's the dude that tore his, his knee up from um, Oklahoma? Condon. Condon. They, yeah. well, they, they say Condon. He they said he's in the class. They said like that's Pittman. I mean, he Pittman loves that kid. I like him. <laughs> if I had a guess, I would say. Wild, wild goose, goose. Becton, and more. Yeah, I forget about wild goose. Yeah, I didn't think about wild that. Goose, I don't. I don't know enough about him to know if he's worth keeping or not. Right. I think my. I think the thing with with wild goose is the the class, the the coaches love him, but if it's between Tyson Campbell and Wild Goose, who do you pick? Yeah, but when you yeah. the guys who are saying that there'll be three guys that are on our list, you're talking about three guys that are verbally committed to us that aren't gonna aren't gonna make it to the end. That is correct. Okay. Yeah, commits. Are, but won't, are they not gonna make it. it for for performance reasons? Or are they not gonna make it for discipline reasons or academic or all of the above or don't? Uh, well, and again, and I, it ain't getting specifics, but it's, but it's kind of like I caught in the tail end uh, of. Uh, discussion about, you know, who we're going to beat for the national championship, I, I, I really don't think it matters, you know, with the national championship. I really don't think it matters as if disciplinary or performance. And this, the beauty is, is, you know, I believe if we win Saturday, well, I'll start out the other way. If we lose Saturday, I still think we have a top three class. If we win Saturday, we have a legitimate shot at the number one class in the country. You know, and yeah. because I think I think winning Saturday, I think it 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 starts the you know they talk about coaching carousels. I think it starts the recruiting carousel. Yeah, you know, it, you know I think a lot of people want to start hopping on the Athens bandwagon because they 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 see the tide turning. You know, in reality, and Hoagie and I talked about this the other day. In reality. Saban, Saban's on the way out. Yeah, yeah. You know, Alabama just isn't quite Alabama. Now, I'm not saying that they're Vanderbilt, but they're just not quite Alabama anymore. Now, mm-hmm. sure enough, they may go ahead and win this one and, you know what I'm saying, and prove me dead wrong, and just like Alabama's done time and time again. But they just don't seem to have that lure this year that they've had in years past. Of course, being a dog fan, I would love to say, well, that's Kirby's. You know, Kirby's the reason of that. But I just think it's a combined where Saban's getting a little older. They're, they change mm-hmm. they change coordinators every eighteen months because everybody <laughs> goes and 
<laughs> everybody goes in and, and picks them off for the next head coach position. Well, right. It started with it started it started when he couldn't, you know, process his roster so effectively. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, they put those limits in. He's turning his coordinators, and he's only getting his top players for three years. And you do that enough, and then the fact that Clemson, I really. Georgia and Clemson in the last two years have stepped up their game recruiting. He's just – he can't – he cannot maintain it. Well, and right. Florida State too. You know, yeah. I mean, Florida State has to tap some of his some – yeah. some of his talents because, I mean, even there's, – there's only 35 stars a year. You know, and when mm-hmm. you throw in Urban Meyer that gets four, five, six, five stars up at Ohio State, there's only so many kids to pull from, and I just don't know if the – the development of players, and I know it's crazy for me to even say this out loud. I hope to God you're not recording this, Hoagie. Um, <laughs> oh, you're going to be on freaking iTunes, dude. We'll, yeah, we'll well, I mean, I'm just saying. You we'll let it out. Yeah, it's one of those where I just don't know if if Saban's going to be there because I think he's going to see the writing on the wall in the next two years. Well, honestly, I mean, obviously you know – you know stocks better than anybody I know. But which which program would you buy go long on and which would you go short on? Alabama, you wouldn't go long, I wouldn't think. Well, I shorted Tennessee a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> you rolling then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but Georgia, like you said, Georgia, Clemson, those schools right now have to be the – certainly two of the top programs to kind of get on top of the hill like out that, that Alabama has been on top of for so long. They're very, they're very well positioned to take that next step, you know? Well, what, what he's saying, Dre, I, I, he's 100% correct. If, if, if we don't win, we're going to be okay. And right. we're going to get there. But to get there quicker than anybody thought we could, and I hate to use this corny business phrase, but, I mean, that's a paradigm shift. That's right. right. Yeah. Those people go, I, oh, hell. I, I was just about to say that. Nobody expected us to turn around that quick. Everybody was saying a 10-win season, you know. Well, so. for, well for the longest time, Kirby, and I say the longest time, over the last two years, all Kirby could promise is, hey, I'm going to get us there. I'm going to get us there. Believe in me. Trust me. I'm mm-hmm. going to get us there. Now he can turn and say, guess what? We're here. I told right. you. I told you. Do you want to come on board or not? Right. Yes or no question. It's not, hey, look, I've got the limo. Come to prom with me. It's no. I'm going to be the king. Don't you want to be the one that dated, you know what I'm saying, that went to prom with the prom king? Right. Yeah. And he's young, too, man. That, like, it's, right. Well, yeah, they, you, know, you got... they know he's not going to go take another job. No. You know, no. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna get picked off to go to Texas or something. He's he's home. Right. The only the only job, and I think I think we talked about this the other day too. Against who? The only coaches that they, that Alabama will come after, I think, when Saban does step down, are the two coaches we're talking about, and, and Dabo and Kirby. Yeah. Those will be the two biggest guys that they try to get, and I. And if he built his own, why would he go retread, try right. to follow Saban and dump his own legacy? Last per, last person you want to be is the man after the man. 
Right. You better ask Ron Zook. Nobody likes to be the rebound. Yeah. It's okay in the short term, but Ron Zook went in behind Sparrow, boy. It was ugly. Yep. Yep. It's you know you don't want to be. I mean, think about the guy, whoever it was after Bear Bryant. You know who? It's just, it's just ugly, man. You because you, you you didn't do it like you didn't do it like. That's all you're gonna hear. Well, Saban didn't do it that way. That's not what Saban did. You know, and if you lose two games, oh my God. Well, yeah. If we if we lose though, I mean, it's, as long as the fan base doesn't. You know, you guys laugh at me. It seems like every podcast I say, well, if the fan base will do this, if the fan base will do this. And and people are like, well, there's no help in it. But the whole world has got to watch what Tennessee just did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Groot. Yeah. I mean, just totally unrealistic bullshit expectations. And mm-hmm. they're getting, you know, Purdue, Purdue turns you down. <laughs> Come on, man. Right. I mean, Sure. It, it's a huge deal if the fan base just because the kids pick up on it and they just go, all right. You know, we said the goal is to win the East. Hey, that's done. That's in that's in that's that's in the bag. So now you're playing with house money. Just go out, do your best. You win it, then hey, you've exceeded expectations. I don't think you even need to win a championship. You just need to get in the playoffs and, and get there. Yeah. The argument. It'll blow everybody's mind. It'll blow my mind. Yep. We all expected this. I wouldn't. I thought, again, I thought it would, you know, win the East, win the state, win the East was the two biggest goals, I think, for this year. I wasn't positive we were going to do that at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And then it goes down, and you're like, oh, hell. Right. Now, I didn't expect to win it with – Four weeks remaining in the season, <laughs> but but I really I, I thought we had a damn good chance to win it because I I was kind of banking on you know again like I said like a ten and two type year, maybe nine and three, and then uh, yeah. that that should have been good enough to win the East I would think and I think I, I didn't I don't have it in front of me but I think that probably would have any no, confidence yeah. any confidence I got I had at the beginning of the season to be honest got shaky at halftime of App State. Yeah, kind of uh, same. Not, not because not because I don't think Fromm's capable. God knows he is. I just, I it, he was just an unknown. He's an unknown. Right. He's an eighteen-year-old kid. I got a twenty-two-year-old daughter that I'm not sure I'd give the keys to anything. He's mm-hmm. a smart kid. I just there when when you get my age and, and you've raised children that are older than these guys playing. It's, it paints a little different perspective in your head because they come over to your house and have dinner, and you're just like, "Who are you?" You know, how can you be? I look at them. It's, it's amazing to me how much is asked of kids this age. That's yeah. why they're all over the place. That's why the coaches are always talking about. You know, coaches' wives. Your whole career rests on the whims of an 18-year-old kid. Everybody takes that off. But unless you had an 18-year-old kid, you don't know how appropriate that statement is. Right. What was the Matthew McConaughey uh, quote? I keep getting older, but they keep saying the same age. Yeah. You're right. You, you know, I mean, that's kind of like the perspective. I mean, you're right. Until, until you, you have a paradigm shift of, wow. I mean, at 18, it's, 
you know, it's balls to the wall. I, I, got, I got the world by the tail. Um, and then as you get older, it's like, man, you're just 18. You don't know crap. And sure enough, here you are managing a game that is – you have millions of people watching, and there's going to be millions and billions of dollars profited one way or the other based off how well you play. Yeah. It's, it's mind first, Your first starts in maybe one of the most historic stadiums in the country. It, it, for, in, in regards it to Brown, to bother him, but that's why you know earlier when we were talking on why I thought they were so tight. I think this state, as rabid as it is for these dogs, they're number one in the country. I mean, it's all anybody's talking about anywhere. People who don't even talk about football are talking about it, and eventually, no matter how hard they try and insulate them, it gets in their head. And I think they tried so hard, but they were tight. It was kind of the plan not to lose thing, yeah, and you know? Let, I just think letting throw that steam off. Then they went out and beat up on Tech, and they're probably just going in here going, hey, life's not that bad. We get to go play these guys in Atlanta. We've, we've been there. We can do this. Well, that's what was so funny when I was saying that out loud about Alabama. See, Alabama, they expect to be number one. They do. Because, mm-hmm. because that's what these kids say. Like, oh, my gosh, we can't imagine – playing with any other ranking whereas for our kids that that was a, that was a new experience um yeah i think i think it would have been hard this year for us to have ridden out number one all the way through the playoffs go undefeated and play all the way through whereas it's kind of like you almost kind of need your heart broken once to really know what love is all right well hey you kind of need to you kind of need to have your tail whipped to say okay you got kicked in the mouth. Okay, let's put some dirt on it and let's get back in there. But I don't. Yep. I don't think they were. If you go back and watch it, I don't think they were pushed around. Second half they were. I, well, by then, by then they were just shell shocked. But for the first first half of the game. I mean, they made a lot of mental mistakes. They blew some stuff up, you know. But I didn't see Brian Solano three yards deep in this in the quarterback's jockstrap. You know, they missed some blitzes, that kind of thing. But I I just didn't see him getting driven all over the place. I mean, maybe that's just the homer in me. But they physically can play with Auburn if they just get their head right. I absolutely think we can play with Auburn. Absolutely. I don't think there's a team in the country we can't play with. Yeah, I think their secondary is suspect, man. So we can just hold up front. (laughs) Yeah, we'll be all right. Manhandle the receivers. Somebody take Trigger to the house. Yeah, or or Chubb run him over like Fournette did last year. Yeah. Yeah, anybody. (laughs) Anybody. Any concerns? I'd, I'd I'd give away all my stock secrets for a year if Trey Matthews would bat one up in the air, okay? And Wims would come down with it, and we beat him all all, all last. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could take that, man. <laughs> if it's that close, I don't. I might not make it to the end of that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's got? Before we run out of time, but who's going to coach Tennessee? Man. I think they're going to get Belichick. 
thought, <laughs> I thought they might let Smokey run Mary, the, uh, Mary Belichick? <laughs> Bill's little sister? <laughs> I mean, when Jim when Jim Bob Cooter declines an interview with his alma mater, dude, I just, I don't know where you go from there. Yeah. I, mean, I really don't. Let, I really don't know. At, th- at this point, I don't know if they shouldn't just take a put a band aid on it and just let Fulmer be in there for. That, a year that's what too. I was saying. Just let Fulmer do it for a year and pick it up again. Especially when you let think him, about it. Let him be the interim. You know, and and even if they wanted to bring in somebody like a T. Martin, bring him in as an offensive coordinator. Oh, that, at this point, that's probably their best scenario. Right. I was just going to say, though, as much as I hate Tennessee, don't ruin T. Martin's career by bringing him yeah. back. Don't ruin that poor kid. I mean, I don't even think he's calling the plays as the OC. No, he's, he's, it's he's, uh, Clay Hilton's offense. He's an yep. incoming coach, but, man. But he can recruit his ass off, though. I know, but no doubt. head coach, you're limited in that. Yeah. Um you know, I, I really don't know, but I think, you know, like you said, well, especially in a year where Florida, Texas A&M, and maybe Florida State, Nebraska all have job openings. <laughs> I mean, that's a hard that's a hard field to go up against, even if you are a Tennessee, one of the, you know, any, any top program in the country is going to have slim pickings in that scenario. Yeah. Well, I heard, I heard, I heard Curry went from, Indianapolis to um, Raleigh going after the yeah. NC State coach. Yeah, that's terrible. And I, I and know. I heard that the reason the reason why he was the next on the list is because he doesn't have a contract after this year. Oh really? Yeah, there's no buyout. I thought it was because uh, D is after B alphabetically. Yeah, alphabetically. <laughs> He's just going down the line. Um, well, I'd also heard Kevin Steele's name come up for the Tennessee job, the Auburn defensive coordinator. He's never been a head coach before. Yes, he has. Yeah, he got a terrible. He was at, SM, he was at SMU. No, that that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unless I hope, I hope unless they were paying off their players like they were back in the eighties, it doesn't count. I hope Clemson loses its defensive coordinator, and. Steel being gone, that wouldn't be bad either. I don't think I don't think Venables is leaving until Bill Snyder's in a box. You're right. Yeah. Bill Snyder. You don't think that seems to, to be his couple test laps first? No, I, I think that it doesn't matter. I think he'll be fine. Where you know, I think he's waiting on K State. Yeah. And his, kid, and his kids are still in high school, I guess, or at Clemson, yeah. one or the other. So, well, his son yeah. coming to play for him. Oh, so he got, a, he got a son, suppose he's supposed to come play for him, what I heard. So I, I don't, I'm, I'm with you. I think he's waiting on K-State. Mm-hmm. You never know. I mean, that's I just from a recruiting you, standpoint, we got all these guys we recruit against. Yeah. Chaos, Florida State, Tennessee, you know, hopefully Auburn. Um, Alabama's defensive coordinators trying to go anywhere. Uh, we talked about saving, you know, Tech has never been a threat. But any South Carolina, I think he's going to get a few guys maybe. But 
it'd be nice to have everybody around us in chaos and we're two classes deep in top five classes with another one coming. Yeah. But here's but here's the beauty of it. We 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 have the we have the fertile ground. I know, but we're, we're, I'm saying we need to make hay while the sun shines. Yeah, but we have the fertile ground if if we can just lock them up. The one problem with the state of Georgia is it's such a, a transient state, and so many places around us are so close to our lines that we don't necessarily mm-hmm. have the quote unquote in state um, nod. You know, we don't have the in state advantage. Um, but I hear you. I mean, there, there's a couple of recruiters that, you know, if they would if they would go coach at the Black Cripple Crazy Children's Home, I'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, just say hypothetically, uh, Clemson, DC goes to Tennessee. No matter how much those kids like them, they're not going to go out to Tennessee to say, "Coach, I love you, man. I really want to play for you at Clemson, but I ain't going to Tennessee." Like everybody mm-hmm. says, you know, Pruitt. Great, great recruiter, greatest recruiter ever. Well, yeah, coach, I wanted to play for it at FSU or Georgia or Alabama, but I ain't going to Mississippi State. I ain't listening to those cowbells. You go down there. Yeah, I've been to Starkville. No thanks. You know, yes, Starkville's a. I don't care how good an artist you are, you you still need a good canvas. I mean, right. You, well, some of those are filled. I mean, uh, the Penn State offensive coordinator took Mississippi State job, Joe Moorhead. So that's, I guess that's a pretty good hire. I guess I don't know. Um, I think Nebraska. I think, I think that's a I think that's a great hire for for Mr. State. Yeah. Um, I think Frost will be in Nebraska. The weird thing you haven't really heard much with them though, you know. Well, you're not going to because he's still competing. I mean, well, and they have a uh, uh, apparently a competent athletic athletic director that just came in. Um, yeah. Hey, maybe this is chance for O'Leary to get back in the coaching ranks. Who? Yeah. Uh, was he? Was it UCF or was it USF that he coached at? That he he like lied on his resume. Uh, oh, O'Leary. Tra- he lied. Uh, oh, O'Leary. That was Notre Dame. O'Leary is what like eight. Yeah, was Notre Dame. Yeah. Yep. The, guy, the guy's name that I haven't heard that you always hear, but I guess he's just too old as Trestle. He's like yeah, a, what, he's like a school president. Somewhere. He's a president. He looked he looked ridiculous in an orange vest. <laughs> well, sure he would. <laughs> but but I mean, Brady Hoke might get that job. Yeah. It's they might not have no choice but to give it to Brady Hoke. Right. <laughs> they they might ain't got a choice. Yeah. Unfortunately, this hire is going. I mean, it is an important. But it is important because Tennessee really, Tennessee really could fall in the ranks of an Iowa very quick, where mm. they, at one point they were a true pillar of college football, and now they're only only be occasionally important with an occasional upset, mm. yeah. or, or even like a Nebraska has yep. really fallen off the last twenty years. Yep. What, you, you know? know what killed Nebraska? Cable television. Nebraska was one of those teams that was on TV all the time. Yeah. And that's what kids saw, but with 24-hour football, everybody's on TV. I mean. Yeah, but that's because they played they played Texas. You know, and Texas, Texas had such a draw. And they played Oklahoma, and they did all that. I'm a kid that grew up in North Platte, Nebraska, in the 70s. Mm. I mean, I'm 
I watched. But that's a, they were on CBS all the time nationwide. Right. Like but then, well, they, and they almost and they almost waited on Osborne to get a little too old. Um. Before they made a change Osborne there. Osborne won what three in his last five years. But then you combine that with leaving the Big Twelve and going to the Big Ten. It's 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 still not a fit to me to be in the no. Big Ten for them. It's not. To, but, I mean, the, to, the thing is, is UCF is now on football. I mean, there were teams that played, you know, kids wanted to be on TV. You had three games a day on. Keith Jackson called the play. And Notre Dame was one of them. Notre Dame was mm. one of them. And then you had a Big 8 game, maybe what's currently known the Pac-12. You know, you had UCLA, USC would be on a lot. Ohio well, there was a, there was usually an East Coast game, a West Coast game, and a exactly. But now, hell, Notre Dame's got its own network. <laughs> I mean, you can virtually watch any team, whether it's on TV or on your phone. As a proud graduate of Presbyterian College with a student body of nine hundred, I can South Carolina, given, baby. I can yeah, I can get on any given Saturday. I can watch the Blue Hose play in front of about eight hundred people on television. <laughs> Which, by the way, we just went to the Patriot League, so we no longer have scholarship players. Uh oh. All right, fellas. Got to end on a blue hose uh, to close the show. I can't on. end on that. You need your prediction. <laughs> oh man, let's do. Uh, hold on. Let's see. All right, Big Twelve, Ohio State, or Oklahoma, TCU. I think I'll take – I mean, obviously, I think Oklahoma wins it. I'm going to pick TCU. Going defense. Yep. Gensu. I'm actually going to go TCU as well. Really? Yep. Y'all are going chaos theory on me. Really, um, Iowa State beat them. <laughs> I, I mean – They've had several this, close games. They really have. Baker Mayfield's just a prop. I mean, he's good, but he's that's they're more propaganda than. All right. Uh, the only thing with TCU is whether or not they can score on Oklahoma. That's right. Yeah, but but I think they can. All right, Big Ten, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Wisconsin. Yeah, I I, I gotta go. I gotta go with the Buckeyes. Yeah. As much as, as much as I hope, as much as I hope Wisconsin, Wisconsin win. win, yeah, I'd like to see Wisconsin win. I think I think Ohio State will win, but I'll I'll just say Wisconsin just because I would rather see Wisconsin in it. Um, I really think Wisconsin will beat them. How about uh, no crap the bed in the playoffs? Doesn't really matter for the playoff, I don't think. But Pac-12, USC, and Stanford. I don't know. It's a hard one to figure because USC beat them pretty bad earlier this year, but I think uh, – I don't know. USC has been playing better lately. I'll, I'll take USC in this one. Yeah, I'll take USC too. Yeah, and I'll take the nerds. All right. Um, I'm missing out. ACC, Miami, Clemson. I'm Winner is in. I'm going to take Miami. I know nobody, nobody else will. 
I want well, to take Miami, but I think Clemson, that D-line, man, I think it's just hard to overlook that. Uh, two hurricanes in 18 months in southeast Georgia. I will, uh, I'll take the hurricanes and beat Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll take Clemson. All right. Again, Sue, Georgia, Auburn. I'm going to take Georgia. I'm taking dogs, brother. And for Jason, I will say Georgia 100 to nothing over Auburn. I like it. All right. You got a score? <laughs> huh? 100 to nothing, man. Tell you what you think. Score. 24-17. Uh, With one of our touchdowns coming from special teams or defense. I'll say 31-17. I'm going to say 31-21. I'm good with any of those. Actually, right, I'm going to say 31-20 because I think their place kicker is ridiculous. Yeah. I was shocked to see he had missed like four or five field goals this year. Yeah, from 70. <laughs> He's got a all right, boys. It all comes down to Saturday. Let's hope everybody's ready to roll. and We all have a happy Saturday night and get ready for – Good things to come, y'all. Thank I appreciate you, everybody coming on the show. It's always fun. It's going to be fun, man. Yep, yep, yep. Appreciate it. Give us a follow. Uh, check out fieldstreetforum.com. Hit the uh, all the stories on the front page for all the latest in recruiting. Uh, check out the Classic City Cavern for the uh, daily conversation that goes on. Just click on the most current date. Um Hit us up at Field Street Forum, Field ST Forum on all social media, Facebook and Twitter. Give me a follow at The Real Dre across all social media. And uh, I don't know, man. Till next week. Go, dogs. See ya. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.